The birds sometimes fluttered throughout my room, and it confined my dominion. I was curious and interested above all, was pompous, captivating, and a learn in whiteness. The bird arrived one day, any day, one day of many, and the sky of Lima was cloudy. I heard its desperate cries, and I watched its feathers drop through my glass window. The fruits, berries, and grapes it had left behind. It howled with furry. I picked up the trifled bien and plowed I saw its wings bleed, and its blood began to stain my fingers. The bird had found me. In a blanket, I cleansed its wounds, as I would have liked them to cleanse mine. The first three days, the bird was silent, soundless without a gasp. It did not look at anything around it. It hardly ate its breadfruit or moved. I saw it for dead. Three more days passed. On the sixth day, it reemerged, circulating sovereignty in search for scarce food. I brought the water container and I lived vicariously with it in happiness. When I wanted to touch its fluff, it trembled, distrusting everyone and everything, including her protector, and eventually liberator. I sat down to observe her in silence. But slowly and gradually I recovered, this time attentive, more aware of its surroundings. I calmly brought my hand closer and touched its head. The bird immediately flew, settling on the tall lamp on my table across my mantelpiece. Its defiant eyes and boastful attitude made it clear. Its decision stood. She looked at me with a confronting attitude, reassuring her decision. Every time I tried to caress her peak, she exhaled a groan. I decided to lay her near the window of my room. Taller and length, I left it wide open for a few days. She did not move. Immobile, she looked at me from the lamp. When it was time for lunch, as she regularly should have eaten, she did so hidden, assuring that I did not see her pride. Assuring that I did not see her. Prideful, she returned to what was now her moment. She was, without a doubt, a gem. But for some strange reason, she did not leave my room. We learned to coincide. She spent most of her time on the lamp. I, while writing my stories, every so often noticed her feathers palpitate, indicating curiosity. Her mind tried to understand where the ink from my screen came from and how my typing came to be every time I was inspired by creation. Other times, she would fly to the computer screen and stare at me while I wrote. Without empathy, she let her feathers fall silently on the screen protector. When I stopped giving her attention, she was a lot more daring. She flew nonchalantly over the keyboard, walked on it with indifference, eating finally while I left it to be. Days passed. One day, while I finished writing one of my books, the bird sang. I looked at her ecstatically. Her song was the closest thing to celestial bird noise, and after that, the bird did not stop singing. She sang while I wrote, while I spoke on the phone. She sang before going to sleep, and she sang before I went to sleep, respectful nonetheless. And she looked at me when I wanted to take a power nap, and as mischievous eagles, she began to chirp. Her great, tall eyes always looked at me curious. I imagined that her time had come and that maybe she was ready to fly outdoors. I opened the window again, but the bird did not flinch. Her mouth opened and it continued singing. There were days when the heat was intolerable. I needed long naps and she understood. She understood that I needed it because she would lay on her tree lamp dozing off next to me. There were also days when lightness, lightless emotions would overwhelm my soul. There were also days when lightless emotions would overwhelm my soul. Nostalgia, tears, woo. So her, th so her thoughts made her sing. At first, I thought she was singing to shame my distress. 
But then I learned that she wasn't teasing me. We had connected so much that my anguish upset her and my strength she joyfully celebrated. Occasionally, the bird woke up unbelievably happy and it began to fly from the lamp to my bed, to the wardrobe, to the table, to her food, and sometimes it flew in the air simply to stretch its wings. Those days, she would walk more shamelessly than ever on my books, stealing the food from my plate as if Marriott coffee. Those days, she would peck at the fresh, noble grapes on my table and make the neoclassical antique mirror identity a queen. I had left the window open again a few more times out of curiosity, including one afternoon at sunset, letting the bird perch at my hand, bringing it closer to its freedom. But instead of flying, she stayed with me, contemplating. My visitor has now become an intern tenant who does not pay a lease, and it's proper to my world of writing, but somehow this bird, shameless, has impregnated not only my space, but it has also stolen my heart.